It was one shot, then another, before the driver slowed down and parked somewhere between Rija and Sabombrini. He inspected his tires, hoping that the sounds did not come from them. Satisfied and hopeful, he continued driving. Moments later, the car lost control and hit a ditch. It was then Tenny, her three young children, and the other passengers realized why. Their driver had been shot dead. They were abducted by the attackers and suffered heavily while their families tried to raise the ransom. I am Maria Mustafa. And I am Moshal Abdullahi. Welcome to the Crisis Room by Human Angle. In this podcast, we look at security trends across the country and answer the tough questions around them. My colleague Murtala Abdullahi is here with me today. Thank you, Mariam. Let us talk about the kidnapping epidemic in Northwest Nigeria and how the kidnappers try to increase turnover. Kidnapping in the Northwest is still happening. For most of 2021, hundreds of people, including school children, have been kidnapped in the region. A recent shift has also been noticed. Here to help us understand this is Hawa Shafi Nuhu, my colleague who reports from Niger State. Hawa, kidnapping is a hot topic in the Northwest, but how did Tenny and the other abductees end up? I mean, what are the other developments around the kidnapping crisis? When people are kidnapped, they usually have to trek through forests for days before they get to the camp where they'll be kept. Tenny and the others had to. Their journey often brought them back to the same spot many times and it took a while for her to finally figure that it was all a plot just to confuse them so that they would not be able to find their way in the very unlikely events of an escape. We gathered that though the abduction occurred outside Kaduna City, the camp's location was somewhere within the deep forests of the state and is like a three-hour motorcycle ride away from Sabambirni which has also suffered incident attacks in recent times. Investigations also suggest that the same criminal gang who took Tenny was responsible for the kidnap of some other people back in June. Now, the people's families, destitute themselves, had to pay the ransom with motorbikes suitable for operations. The kidnappers asked Tenny's husband, a rural vegetable farmer, for 20 million naira. Of course, he could not afford it. He eventually painstakingly paid 400,000 naira, and even that was crowdfunded. The terrorists are not only targeting commuters and villagers now, but also moving to major affluent areas to raid homes. On August 8, 2021, the United States Commissioner for Information, Mohammed Sani Idris, was kidnapped in his hometown of Tafa local government area. They demanded a ransom of 500 million naira. Now, the abduction happened weeks after the state government announced its decision to not pay ransom for the release of abducted persons, including the over 100 children from Tegina. Those children have been in captivity for three months now. And it is still unclear whether or not the government has, has devised better and maybe safer ways to secure the release of the children because there's really been no news about them at all. Only repeated announcements that no ransom would be paid. The commissioner, however, 
was released merely three days into captivity, even as the government and his family insisted that no ransom was paid. While the rural people are traumatized by the constant attacks, affluent people are now terrified and fear being kidnapped on major roads. It's been tough. The kidnappers are investing a lot in this criminal enterprise. As the poor are getting poorer and can hardly afford to meet their abductors' ransom demands, the upper class are increasingly becoming the new targets of their attackers. Sure, the kidnapping industry is constantly evolving in the region. Abductors knowing that most residents can no longer afford ransoms ask for all things in exchange for the release of their loved ones. These include bag of marijuana, cigarettes, noodles, matches, motorcycles, or even petrol. Although some items like motorcycles and muchachas have been part of ransom demands by armed groups, enslaving and raping women and girls due to the inability of families to meet the ransom demand is horrifying. The government must do everything in its power to ensure that sexual violence against women and girls stops. The road to Sokoto, particularly Bimasa, has become a kidnapping hotspot because high-profile targets are applying it. Same as the road between Saipir to Zamfara and Nigeria to Zamfara. The aim is to go after people who can afford to pay the ransom. We need security agencies to act fast in the interest of the public. Nigerians should not be terrified of traveling across their country, as is now the case. Thank you, Murtala and Hawa, for joining us on this episode to shed light on the ongoing conflict in Niger State. For more reporting on this, go to humananglemedia.com. This is an episode of The Crisis Room by Human Angle. Thank you for listening. I am Maryam Mustafa. Join in next week for another episode. Members of our production team are Abatoko, Anita Eboigbe, and Osato Edupai. The executive producer is Ahmed Salkida. <laughs>